The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Silber, Dayan and author of The Code of Jewish Conduct, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Meseches Bava Kama has been graciously dedicated by Rav Tzvi Reisman and family, Le'ilu Nishmas, his esteemed father, Harav Yehoshua Heschel Reisman, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. May the Torah studied through this volume be an Eloi to his neshama. Um, in our Perik we have quite a few dinim of Shoimrim. I would like to talk today and tomorrow, Dafkuf He and Dafkuf Vav, about Hilchas Shoimrim. Dafkuf He, Baba Kama Dafkuf He. There are four kinds of Shoimrim in the Torah. That means when there is another person who is watching over something for you. He may be one of these four kinds of shomrim. There is a shoyal, there is a shomachinom, a shomachsocha, and a soicha. Uh, so they do have certain similarities, maybe in kinyonim, how they acquire this article of which they become a shoma. Um Some of them have shvois, which are similar to each other. Um, they also have their differences. There are different levels of what kind of shmira you need for different kinds of pikodin. There are different chiyuvim if something happened to the pikodin. A shoimechinom means that a, somebody has asked you, has deposited something with you and asked you to watch over it. He is not paying you for watching over it. He also does not allow you to use it. You're called a shemechinom because you're not being paid and you're also not being paid in the lines of being allowed to use it. Uh, you have to still shemer it. You have to watch over it, safeguard it, just like people safeguard over usual things. If it did get damaged or lost or um, vandaled or whatever else, so you are potter for geneva for aveda, for loss and theft, you're certainly potter if something happened to it, boinus, totally out of your control. You're only chayev for pshia if you were negligent in safeguarding it and something happened to it. You are also chayev if you do what's called shlichas yad, that you took it for yourself or you used it without permission of the owner. Now, even though you're only chayev for negligence if something happened to it through negligence or if you used it, nevertheless, and you're potter, you're not held responsible for Geneva Vaveda and certainly not Oynas, you will have to prove that there was a Geneva Vaveda or an Oynas, or you will have to make a Shvua, according to the Torah. A Shoyal, he's the other end of the spectrum. He borrows something from you. He borrows an animal or a kli, a utensil, any article he borrows from you, and he's borrowing it to be able to use it so he is what's called kol hanor sheloi. He is free of charge, allowed to use this article. He gets all the benefit from this article. And he has to, it's not like a loan, like cash, which I borrow money from you and I give you back different money. Or I could even borrow a kilo of sugar and give you back a different kilo. It's not a loan. It's, it's not a debt, a borrowing. It's, it is, he is actually using the chayfets and giving it back the same way that he got it. A shoyal has to guard over this, this chayfetz as well as he can. 
if there was any loss, even if it was Ba'inus, it might have been struck by lightning. The behemoth, the animal just dropped dead. The shoyal is chayev. A shoyal has all the benefits, the use free of charge of the of the, the pikodon is also chayev on everything, even oinus. There is one thing that a shoyal is potter for. That's called misa machmas melocha. I didn't just borrow this cow to stand it in my shed. I borrowed it to use. So if it dropped dead while it was ploughing, I didn't overwork it or underfeed it. It's not my fault at all. It just dropped dead during work. I borrowed a pen. It broke while I was writing. I was writing the normal way. I didn't hold it under, you know, squeeze it or press it under extra tension or pressure, the normal people. I didn't write more, more than you're supposed to or on a hard surface or anything. I, 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 it, that's Mesa Machmas Malocha. I didn't just borrow the article to do nothing with it. I borrowed it to use it. Mesa Machmas Malocha and Potter. Okay, so the Shoemachinam was Potter for everything except Shia and Shlichus Yad. A Shoel is Chayev for everything except for Mesa Machmas Malocha. Now we have between them the Shoemer Sochor. That's somebody who is paid to watch over this article. Or a Seicha. Somebody who pays you to be able to, to, who rents the article from you, pays you to be able to use it. We paskin that a seicha has the same din as a shema socha. Uh, these two, um, either you're being paid to watch over it, so you have to watch it more than a shema chinom, or you have, you, you're, you're allowed to use it, you're a seicha, even though you're paying for that use, but you are a seicha, you are using it, because also you're benefiting, it, benefiting, benefiting from it. Also, he is benefiting from it. Either he's having it safeguarded or he's receiving money for allowing you to use it. Therefore, they have the same din. They are more stringent than a shemechinom. Both of these have to guard, safeguard this article stronger than a shemechinom, and they will be chayev for geneva aveda. If it gets stolen or lost, they will be chayev. Certainly they will be chayav for negligence and shlichus yad. But they are not as chomor as a shoyol, and they would be potur for einsim. So if the animal died or just got broke or struck by lightning or whatever it was, they will be potur from einsim. However, here too, they will have to prove what really happened, either by bringing edim or by making a shvua. I would like to leave the idea of Shavua nowadays till the end of what we've got to say. Okay. A Shemechinom, so far we'll talk about as if he is swearing, as if he's taking the oath, he's making a Shavua. A Shemechinom is Nishba Niftar on everything except for Shia. To recap, a Shemechinom swears and goes home without paying for everything except Shia. A Shoyal pays for everything, even thing lost and damage which happened out of his control, what's called oinus, except for Mesa Machmas Melocha, a Socha and a Seicha, a Chayev for Geneva and Aveda, but they will offer Oinsim, like if the animal broke a leg or got captured or died or became a trefer, got uh, scratched by a wolf or torn by a lion, or if it got lost in, uh, let's say, a, a ship got shipwrecked, or if armed robbers came and took it away, and they are like Oinsim, they will be Potter, but Geneva Vaveda, they will be Chayev.
without going into too many details right now and just talking mainly about Shomer and Shmira, I would like to go ahead and say that there is a fifth kind of person who may be safeguarding an article for you. That person is a per- and he will not have any Dine Shmira. That is a person who will accept an article from you, but he's made a condition. And anything to do with mominous, a person can make a condition, and his condition is valid. I am only willing to accept this article from you if I would be potter from whatever it is, from Geneva Veda, from Shvua, whatever kind of shema he is. A person can make such conditions. Uh, he will be the fifth person who is holding on to somebody else's article without saying like a, a condition against the Torah. He's just saying a monetary condition of what kind of shmirah he was willing to accept on himself. Uh, there is another kind of shema, even more extreme than that. Uh, somebody tells his messenger boy, can you please take all of this to the incinerator and incinerate it? Can you please take the, this box of stuff to the garbage and throw it out? Here, there was no real shmira. The whole shmira, he was given it, shmira, he was given it to destroy. He was given it to throw out. Um, he is obviously potter for destroying it and throwing it out. That's what he was asked to do. If it turns out afterwards that it wasn't a box of garbage, it was a box of delicious things that were prepare, prepared for a shlachmonis, that he did not accept any shmira whatsoever, on the contrary, he was asked to take it down to the garbage and he was doing you a favor taking it to the garbage. You cannot tell him what you do, throwing $10,000 worth of expensive relishes and delights into the garbage. Uh, however, if somebody does deposit something with somebody else, let's say he gave his box of, rel- of delicious shlachmonases to somebody else to watch over for him, and then he thought that he wasn't going to be there for Purim at all. So he said, so, well, do whatever you want with them. He said, I haven't got anything to do with them. Okay, so throw them in the garbage. And he went and threw them in the garbage. He has a din of a shema who damaged, who was mazik. It's like somebody who says to somebody else, Karak susi, amanas liftor. Karak susi is chayev, unless if he says amanas liftor. Which the Paiskim say, if someone asks somebody else to destroy my money, he means destroy it and pay afterwards. He says throw out that box of shlachmonas. He, he means if you can't be bothered chambering it, throw it out and you will pay me afterwards for it. Uh, this is because he did receive this box of shlachmonas, Batayras Shmira, and now he garbaged it. So in such a case, he will be held liable to pay the damages, pay the cost, unless if the owner told him explicitly that it is Almanas Liftar. Uh, but if originally he did not take, accept on himself any responsibility of Shmira, he was just given this box and told to put it in the garbage and he was doing that conscientiously, he is totally potter because he never became a Shema at all. Uh, Dine Shmira are equal by males and females. So whether you're a man or a woman who are shamering, the you have the same, same din of Shmira, these four Dine of Shemirim that we've spoken about, and even the fifth and the sixth. Uh, so too, if a man or a woman deposit an article by somebody else for safeguarding, they are equal. Uh, uh, man and woman are equal for most in him in the Torah, so too for Dine Shemrim. 
What about a child? So that's here in this peric, um, this this peric hagoizel. We have about a child. Uh, you can't swear to a child. The Gemara says you can't take an oath to a child. So a child who accepts a pikodon, what's his din? Well, in business, we um, in Maseches Gitin there's a special takona. That uh, children can do business from age six, seven, eight, from when they become sharp enough to understand a little bit, they can do business. Uh, they, if they take a loan, they certainly have to pay. Uh, however, if they steal, we've said in earlier Shia, they only have to give back the article if it's still in existence. If it's not in existence, probably not. Uh, they probably don't have to pay for it. Maybe when they grow up, they do if they ate it, but not if they damaged it and threw it out. What about Shmira? A cotton not only has been excluded from the parsha of taking the oath, swearing, or of you taking the oath to a cotton, swearing to a cotton, they are out of the parsha of Shemrim. A cotton cannot be a Shemrim. If you ask a cotton, a boy of 12 and a half or a girl of 11 and a half, can you please watch over this as well as you can for me? There are no Dine Shmira. So too a Cheresh and a Shaita, deaf and dumb mute, and a imbecile. Somebody who, th- these people do not have Dine Shmira. And you'll be pot- they will be Potter even for Pshia. So if you deposited something by a shade of a cotton and they were, they were negligent and it got ruined, it got lost, it got damaged, they will not be held responsible. However, when they deposit things by gadoilim, if a cotton asks you, can you please watch over this for me, some people hold that you do have a din shmira. This is a machalikas, there's a shokhanorach and a ramor, whether or not you have a din shmira to a cotton. Possibly even Bipshia not. Possibly you will have Dine Shmira Midorabonon. There's a Shach and a Gon. Um, okay, so Ketanim are a whole new arena. There's Dine Chinuch and many mitzvahs. But when it gets to Shaimrim, a cotton cannot be a Shaima, nor can a Cherish or a Shaita. A, being a Shaima for a cotton is a Machlaikas. Lechatchila. One should not accept pictoinos, deposits, not from women and not from children, in any place where there is reason to doubt that the deposit is not the child's or the woman's. In other words, she might have stolen it from her husband, or he might have stolen it from his parents or from anybody else. Bidiyevet, that's lechatchile you don't accept. Bidiyevet, if you have gone ahead and accepted pictoinos from children... If these children are above the age of Pu'utois, as we said, six, seven, eight, then you may return it to them. If you returned it to the husband of the woman or to the father of the child, you will also be Potur. You should not return it to a child who's not yet got to the age of the Pu'utis. It's as if you're throwing it in the garbage. You're giving it to him to play with and smash. If you did return it to him, you will be liable if he breaks it. If you know, this is all when it might be stolen, it might not, but if you know that it's a stolen deposit that's been deposited with you, it is illegal, you are not allowed to return it to the child or the woman that deposited it with you. 
If you did do so, you are now held responsibility and liable to pay the damages to the owner of these articles. A cotton who has got to the age of putus, that's the age of six or seven, depending on how sharp the child is in muscle mutton in day-to-day business dealings, he can rent out or rent metaltalin. And this chirus is in effect. He can hire or rent out metaltalin, not karkois, but metaltalin, yes. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultation, Service, Educational Seminars or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the